Ziploc that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute truth, yeah, no joke Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Trap Draw Podcast. I am Randy. I am joined again by Mr. Tron Carter, two weeks in a row. TC, hello, sir. How are you today? Buenos dias, Randy. Uh, great to be with you. I'm moving this week. It's a little mm. hectic. Planning for our big tourist sauce trip. Uh, <laughs> we, we leave next week and just, you know, we got the, we got the British Open, which I know you're, you're obviously giddy about. Oh, but I don't know if I've ever been more giddy in my life. You know, if people haven't listened to the, the preview on the NLU that we recorded yesterday, I, you asked me a great question. You, you said, when have you ever been the most excited? And in a golf setting, I think the answer for me is when uh, that final round in 2004 at the Masters, when Mickelson had a look at his first major, and then he... I knew you were going to say that. I know. I... It, it truly is the answer, though, for me. I don't think I've ever been more excited than that. That's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, you know, I just, I think that, you know, I wish Wimbledon was one week, one weekend later, because uh, I think it's going to be just an epic sports weekend either way. But if Wimbledon was going on, it, it would actually be too much going it on. It would be too much. It would be. You know? Yeah. So, uh, well, we got an agenda here. Uh, you and I will, like we tend to do, uh, break down the most important stories of the day. Before we get there, though, I want to thank a couple of our sponsors off the top. The first one is Gooder. This episode is brought to you by Gooder. TC, I don't have to tell you this, but for anybody listening that's not aware, Gooder makes $25 active sunglasses for anybody. Their golf sunglasses specifically are polarized. They're lightweight. They're comfortable. They don't move when you swing. And again, they start at just $25. Um, you, you look good on and off the course. No slip, no bounce. Uh, they, they're built with golf-specific lenses. So whatever you want to call them, sunny, shade, sunglasses, uh, they all have the HD contrast and performance without the hefty price tag. I think this is where I always tell people to go buy a couple pair. Tron, I know you're a big gooder house. You and your wife both have multiple yeah. pairs. You, they're you can... light. They're, you know, I was riding around. I, I, I took the golf cart earlier to, uh, to get some coffee, put the gooders on. They're light. They're versatile. They're durable. All the above. I love it. Um, and, and some goodies, they, they come with free U.S. standard shipping on all orders are over $50. You get free 30-day return. They come with a one-year warranty. So right now, try them out. Treat yourself to a pair to go to gooder.com. That's G-O-O-D-R.com. Get 15% off your entire order when you use code TRAPDRAW. All one word, TRAPDRAW at checkout. And again, all orders over $50 get free shipping in the United States. That's 15% off with the code TRAPDRAW at www.goodr.com. Look good, golf gooder. We thank them for being a, a great sponsor of the Trap Draw. And then, of course, I have to thank our friends at Precision Pro. No Laying Up is brought to you by Precision Pro Golf. They're a huge sponsor of ours. They're going to sponsor the upcoming tourist sauce trip that you alluded to. Uh, TC, I can report I played Sunday morning. I made my 41st birdie of the year, which just extends 
Uh, checking off my birdie goal for the year. Um, but whatever you're playing, your goal you're playing is, more than I am, big. I, I you know what? All. I did. I did damage in Scotland and Bandon. I, I was really playing well there for a little. Um, have not played much in the last. Where'd month. you play this week? Or just out at a local course, Legacy Ridge. Met up with some Denver Roos guys. Just had a nice morning, although it was hot as all get out. It was like 95 degrees by mm. 9 a.m. It was tough. Mm. Um, but whatever your golf goal, Precision Pro can help. They have the smartest rangefinder in the game in the R1 Smart Rangefinder, or their best-selling rangefinder, the NX9 Slope. There's also the all-new A Smart Speaker that provides audible GPS distances to the green and serves as your personal DJ during your round. Precision Pro offers a one-of-a-kind mixture of innovative technology, premium quality products, and industry-leading customer service. You'll never second-guess adding a Precision Pro golf product to your bag, and you'll never second-guess your distance. Listeners receive $20 off their award-winning range finders. Go to precisionprogolf.com, precisionprogolf.com. Use the coupon code NOLANGUP at checkout, all one word. And this year, measure improvement, not just distance, with Precision Pro Golf. All right, TC. Let's get into it. I think we have, um, should we start with some apologies? I think we, I think yeah, we both have a few. We got a couple mea culpas. People are still all over you about the Wimbledon pronunciation. I know. Um, I was hoping to put that to bed. You know, my good friend, David Law from the tennis podcast texted me, he said, Randy, I don't want you to feel bad. Pete Sampras always pronounced Wimbledon with a P. He said, so you're in good company. I said, thank you, David. That makes me feel very good. Well, I, you know, I have a personal mea culpa. Uh, it's Tade. Pogacha is the the Slovenian rider, the yellow jersey where uh, in question right now. Uh, a, I have a mea culpa on that. I believe I said Tadej uh, Pogacar, which, you know, I'm just pronouncing it how of it course. looks. Of course. Uh, so Tade Pogacha, and then um, he is going for his third consecutive victory uh, this year, not not his second. He's trying to go Tom Amansky back to back to back. So he's the dude. Yes, yes. And then uh, I, I feel like you have a, a mea culpa on the uh, DeJounte Murray. Oh, yeah, well, many people uh, pointed out it's DeJounte Murray, not DeWante Murray. Um, I'll, I'll take full responsibility for that. Hand up. I feel like I should know better. Well, I didn't watch much Spurs basketball this year. Um, not like a super exciting team, so... Uh, I apologize, first of all, to DeJounte Murray, now an Atlanta Hawk, to anybody offended by the mispronunciation. I, I truly am sorry. The Spurs were kind of an interesting case in that they, they almost built back up too quickly without enough in the arsenal as far as picks. And, you know, and now they're trying to tank for that, for that French dude. Yeah, the 6'11 so. French dude. Uh, everybody wants the, the Thunder to... You know the Thunder aren't going to be good. They don't want to be good. Uh, but, but pairing him with with Chet, like two seven foot unicorns, could be a lot of fun. And then they have that guy they drafted a couple years ago that's also like a seven foot unicorn. The the Thunder are, might be on the verge of some provocative stuff here in the next <laughs> few years. TC positionless basketball, Randy. That's right. That's right. Um, so. Yeah. What else? We should probably just, I I just wanted to throw one more apology in. I feel like we should apologize to Mr. Poosh, just blanket Mm. apology for, I don't know. We've probably mispronounced Kapalua uh, many times, but you know, Mr. Poosh, we're, we're truly sorry for, for anything that we might've done to get on your bad side. I feel like Poosh is going to have to apologize to us 
when Hideki goes to live at some point, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, Sooner than later. Allegedly. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get to some more Pooh stuff. First things first, I wanted to ask you, what have you been reading lately, watching lately, eating lady, lately, uh, listening to lately? Yeah, any, great. Any, any, all of the above. Yeah, let's, uh, well, let's break it down. So reading, um, I've been on a little bit of a nonfiction kick of late, which is a bit Speaking of a departure. Language, yeah. I, 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 I do not, like, I have to force myself to read fiction. And, like, I'm the complete opposite. And I just always tend towards nonfiction. So it's, <laughs> it's interesting that you're, you're kind of going towards the nonfiction side. Yeah. Um, the, the big book I just finished a few weeks ago, uh, and it took me a while, it's called The Dawn of Everything. A New History of Humanity. It's co-written by two um, anthropologists slash sociologists. The one guy, David Graeber, who I've read a few of his books previously, he's him being one of the authors really uh, turned me on to get this book. And then the other guy is a guy named David Wengro. And I, I can never do it justice. It's like 500 and some pages, uh, kind of dense in parts, sometimes felt pretty academic, but, but really interesting overall. They essentially go back and examine, you know, this conventional narrative of how society and humans came to live in these cities and states and build up um, you know, these, these systems of, of life that we have today. I, I think the common understanding that I think people have is like, oh, well, we were all just like little bands of hunter gatherers. And then as agriculture came along, it kind of changed everything and um, was really the impetus to start living together. And then cities got built up and then states and empires and yada, yada, yada. And their position is, you know, that's, that's an easy theory. Um, and it worked that way some places, but it's not a blanket theory. And so they, they go back into the record and, and really talk about how people very consciously chose to not, uh, use agriculture and to not do state building. And it's like, their whole point was like, there's so many different ways to live, and, and people used to live a lot of different ways. And we've just kind of lost that nimbleness and, and really the imagination to like structure society any differently. So I, I know that sounds like very abstract and weird, but it's a very interesting book kind of going back about the, the history of society, civilization, humanity, like uh, why things are the way they are. Right. Yeah. Kind of. And Do like, you ever read sapiens. Well, so it's really interesting because they cite sapiens and kind of point out examples where yeah, homeboy, well, he just kind of uses conventional wisdom to build a narrative. And, and their whole thing is if you really go into the evidence and, you know, it's, it's constantly changing, it's not quite as black and white as a book like Sapiens would have you believe. Gotcha. Um, but I, I actually have not read Sapiens, but I certainly have heard of it. Um, so yeah, TC, that was, that was the last book I completed. And now I'm on to a book called the pathfinders, which is about world war II and the building of this unit within bomber command and the British Royal air force, uh, that really helped turn the tide and, um, went from like very unsuccessful bombing of Germany and 
strategic positions and they're really struggling with like, how do we bomb at night? We, our accuracy sucks. We, we're not inflicting any damage to being one of the catalysts to, to really swing the momentum of the war. So how about you? What, what, what are you into? Yeah, you know, I read that um, I, I started the Phil Knight, the shoe dog book. I haven't finished it. Yeah. I'm going to try to knock that out on the plane over to, uh, over to wherever we're going for tourist sauce. Um, but with everything being kind of up in the, like my life's in boxes right now, we're moving <laughs> down the street. Um, you know, it kind of trying to, I have like 300 tabs open. I have 348 tabs. Oh, open. Oh my God. That gives me so much anxiety <laughs> on my, nah, not on my computer, on my, on my iPhone. As far oh, as like, God. as far as, yeah, no, like j- just like, things you want to read. Yeah. It just, it's built up. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to work my way through that. Like there's this big Nick Kyrgios feature from racket magazine that I want to knock out. Can I just interject? Why don't you just uh, use the bookmark feature? For the, I could the... listen. I, I need to the reading list. I know I get it. Yeah. Okay. I, and, so, right. and, and, right. and some of these are like duplicative. I have some of those on there or whatever, yeah. but you know, and some of it's just random tabs that have popped up that I haven't closed either. So I'm sure. in the process of going through that right now. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of that. And then, you know, it's kind of like my, my watching, I started the bear the other night. Yeah. Um, so listening to you guys talk about that, I, I need to get on that ASAP. Yeah. So it I, seems like, well, so I started it the other night and I finished it the other night. I watched the entire season. Like there's only one season and I guess it got not, it, it didn't get renewed and then they renewed it after the fact. So, so, so there will be a second season, but I watched the whole first season in one sitting. It was wow. that good. Wow. Like, so I think we're going to do a perfect club on that. DJ's a huge fan. I know Solly watched it last night. Neil's watched it. Push has watched it. Um, I don't know. It's just, I, I'm a big believer that like everybody should at some point in their life, adolescence, youth work at, work at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of an interesting view into like how systems and society and like personalities work. And you know, and communication and all that stuff. And, and yeah, I thought it was just super, you know, super well done as far as like the music was excellent. It was so well shot, the dialogue and the, the, you know, just the, the look into kind of food culture is. is, And and sheepishly, I don't know much about it. Like what's 30,000 foot overview of the show. Like what, what's it, what's it. Yeah. So this like very talented young ish chef, um, his brother, dies he goes back and like his family's had this sandwich shop in chicago uh for you know many years and he basically goes back and like takes over the sand the 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 sandwich shop after his brother dies and tries to kind of you know wrangle all these characters together and you know this guy's like a james beard award-winning chef and he's running a sandwich shop basically and um so yeah it's just it's a very um you know, it's kind of somewhat coming of age, somewhat like, how did I get here? Uh, there's some family stuff with it. There's ma. Like, it's just, it, there's a lot of different ways it goes. It's shot really interestingly. Um, you know, a lot of people have said like, it's super uncomfortable to watch. It's like very anxiety inducing. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, I think overall, like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's just really, really interesting and really, really like avant-garde. So uh, I would highly recommend it. Like the, the, the episodes go from like, I think episode seven, which is the second to last, it's, it, it, the first, first eight episodes is like that season. Um, episode seven is like 20 minutes long. I think episode eight's like 
50 minutes long. So it's kind of, you know, it can kind of flip either way, but yeah, I would recommend just, you know, if you've got four hours or five hours to kill, just sit down on a rainy day and like watch it. It's awesome. I wonder, I got to figure out, um, that's on Hulu, it's on, is it? It's on Hulu. It was on FX originally. It's on Hulu right now. God, so. I'm wondering if I could watch that like on the flight uh, next week for tourist sauce. Yeah. Um, I want to. I want to plug one thing that I watched recently. I, it's not like super new, but I watched the ESPN documentary called Unrivaled about the late '90s Colorado Avalanche Detroit Red Wings rivalry, and it's 90 minutes fantastic one of the best documentaries it it captures like how and why those two teams came to hate each other and it really became like the best rivalry in sport there for a little bit um like transplanting me back to when i was you know 13 14 years old very cool so that's something i've watched recently that wanted to give a shout out to randy how do you choose like you read a lot how do you choose your like what you're going to read Oh God. Um, a lot of it's random. A lot of it will be, I heard a book is good from who knows where, and I'll go to the bookstore. And while I'm trying to get that book, I take like 25, 30 minutes and just look around. I I love to just unexpectedly find new books like that. Yeah. Um, I like to go down author rabbit holes to where if I like read one book by an author and I really like it, I'll seek out other works by that author. And then like nonfiction specifically, you can get a lot of good ideas just based on like bibliography or authors using certain sources, you know, if, if it's a certain topic or whatnot that you want to explore and have an interest in, that's a good way to, to find stuff. Um, but I do TC, you had a great experience down at the, uh, the uh the jack's beach bookstore with my homegirl rona so i I would like you to plug that experience real quick yeah yeah uh the bookmark went in there uh you know in the past i've I've gotten on them a little bit for (laughs) uh you know not not having what i was looking for uh there was a benjamin labitude book that i was (laughs) that i was looking for and i will say if they don't have it they're always happy to order it for you I know, but it's like, but then I got to go back in there. And then you got to wait however many days. And yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I get it. Yeah. And, and I, and like, I'm not an Amazon guy. Like I don't, I don't have an Amazon account. I don't even think so. You know, like I, I prefer to shop local or shop at, you know, a local bookstore. Right. But yeah, I, but I also like, I want stuff there. Um, some of these bookstores that have been popping up in, in, in airports are really good. Mm-hmm. Like there's a few, there's a few bookstores in, uh, which airports I've been impressed with. Well, I don't know if you checked out the Denver uh, tattered cover is one of yeah, the, that, that, yeah, yeah, that, they have a and, nice, and that's the one that's like down the street from you too, right? Yeah. One of their locations, they have a huge like uh, warehouse on Colfax, which I actually haven't been to sheepishly, but yeah, they have another one close to me uh, and they have a really nice, I think a couple bookstores in the Denver airport. I know there's one in terminal B and I think there might be one in, one of the other terminals as well. Um, what have I been listening to lately? Nothing new. Like <laughs> I, I, my music stuff, I, I need to get back on it. I need some inspiration on the music front. Um, you know, and then uh, eating lately, I've just been trying to clear out our fridge, you know, yeah, kind of make some potluck stuff that, that, you know, takes up uh, certain stuff. 
So, you, you know, eating wise, I've been really proud of. It's like my favorite summer meal. I've done a couple times this summer so far. Just really good, fresh BLT sandwich with like oh, corn on the cob. Big BLT sandwich. You're speaking my language. A good BLT with like proper ba- bacon that's like thick enough, but also yeah. crispy enough. Like like oven with, cooked real bacon. Yeah. With good like good white or wheat bread, preferably on a BLT. I like white bread. A little bit of crunch on that. Some Do you toast? I was gonna say I, I toast my bread. I toast the bread, and then I like like good, you know, butter lettuce or or iceberg yeah. lettuce, and a little bit of salt and you know some salt and pepper. Yeah. And that's that. And then also I, I like, I love making macaroni salad. I've been experimenting mm. a lot with like different kinds of macaroni salad. I did like a lemon dill one the other day with like pickle juice in it. Um, I don't think what else. And then watermelon. I love like doing different shit with, with melon. Yeah. like watermelon, cantaloupe, honeydew, all that stuff with all sorts of different textures and spice levels. And, you know, yeah. I love that. So. Well, BLTs and corn on the cob, I love it because it's kind of dummy proof. It's pretty easy to prepare and, you know, it's... You got to have good tomatoes, though. You got to have, have like, good, tomatoes. good tomatoes. So I'm growing some. So my hope is when I get Hell back yeah. from our tourist sauce, I can use tomato uh, for my back patio. Uh, in a hopefully, hopefully the uh, tomatoes have a better better life cycle than the bonsai than tree. The, I know. Amen to that. Um what else? Oh, I need to get, so my mom makes a really good strawberry shortcake and I, I really want to get the recipe from her to, to make like the, obviously the biscuit yeah. and then get fresh strawberries. And I like to do, you can do either with milk or ice cream or even like cool whip. Um, but that's, that's another one of my summer favorites. Big, uh, the other thing I could not be, it, it, like, it might be my favorite thing in the world, like not food, non-food, whatever gazpacho a good gazpacho is oh and maybe i just haven't had great gazpacho but i I don't love it and i i wish that i enjoyed it more than i do my mom brought like a whole gallon of it down for me when they were here a couple days ago freddie's been up in atlanta with them (laughs) so i haven't haven't just gus has been just been wild and kind of nice i miss freddie though he's coming back this week uh but yeah i love gazpacho i think our new place i'm gonna get a food processor so i can really amp some of this stuff up to the next level and and not just have to use like a normal ass blender um but yeah like gosh gazpacho and then throw on some you know you do like a little crema or a little yogurt based thing that just oh, sure. dollop of that. I love oh, it. Sure. So, sure. I'm probably, you know, I'm probably going to have like so many ulcers and shit. Cause I eat so much <laughs> acid. <laughs> like, I love like lemonade, tomatoes, you know, all sorts of stuff. So, um, let's chat some airlines. You know, I, okay. I don't think we have to spend too long, but there's, there's been a lot going on. We didn't talk about it really last week. There's a yeah. lot of disgraceful shit happening. A uh, lot, and it, a lot. And before we get to uh, before we get to American, I think you know Delta. Well, I was going to even say before we get into specifics, like how much how much blame do we want to place at Transportation Sec- Secretary Pete Buttigieg's feet? Oh, because Mayor I feel Pete? like he's he's dropping the ball here. He's he's not playing hardball with the airlines. He's letting a lot of bad behavior slide by. Uh, I, I feel like our government could be doing more to you know, whip these airlines into shape. Well, I think it goes back to the government could have done a hell of a lot more written into the bills. Uh, they, like they kind of, 
like in those bailouts and rescue packages, mm-hmm. they missed a golden opportunity to kind of, you know, reshape the industry a little bit. Meanwhile, all these airlines have basically taken, taken money, cut staff, done all this stuff. And they always do. Resiliency. That's they've, they've yeah, yeah. the pooch with the banks. They, they're, they're, yeah. yeah. So I think, so, so, you know, you got mayor Pete blaming, who's a dipshit blaming the, you know, blaming the, 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 the airlines, the airlines saying, Hey, we can't hire enough people because you paid people not to work basically. And they're still, you know, in some communities that's still happening. There's, you know, he, he's basically said, uh, we've got plenty of air traffic controllers. That's not a, that's not a concern. Scott Kirby, Ed Bastian have been saying, no, we don't have enough air traffic controllers or we don't have enough, you know, TSA, all that stuff. So that's leading to, to, you know, all sorts of issues there. I guess there's been an FAA air traffic controller shortage for like 10 years. So this isn't anything new. Um, you know, Jacks- and then also Jacksonville is actually a, a hotbed for air traffic. Control. Yeah. Just, just, just Northeast of us. Right. Up, yeah. n- up near the uh, Florida, Georgia line there yeah. near St. Mary's. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just, you know, like all the regional airlines are shitting themselves, like all the Skywests and Republic and, you know, um, Mesa air and all those, cause all the, all their pilots are getting plucked by the mainline carriers, um, cause they pay more. So a lot of the, you know, communities that rely upon the federal grant for that service, the, the airlines are, are drawing those services down because they can't, fl- there's not enough pilots to fly these little, you know, 55 seaters. Uh, you just bad, bad shit all the way around. You know, you got Schiphol still a disaster over in Europe uh, from a security standpoint. Well, what chaps my ass is these airlines selling seats on flights that they, they know that they're going to cancel. And then when they do get canceled, instead of, giving a full refund to the customer, trying to either give them flight credit or, you know, give them a, a type of refund that's not commensurate with the price paid for the original seat. And I think that's totally yeah. BS. And, and I'm really scared because my mom and I have flights to Cedar Rapids next month to, to do the field of dreams baseball game between the Reds and Cubs. And I'm really nervous. One of our flights or both of our flights to Cedar Rapids is going to be the type of flight that just gets canceled out Are you of the going to Detroit or Minneapolis or my mom is going through Chicago. I okay. I'm on a Denver to Cedar Rapids direct flight. So I, okay. I feel a little bit better about that, but who knows? I had a good experience on Delta going to and from uh, the quad cities. So that was no issue. I know like, I think Americans canceled like 10% of their, or they've like winded down. Like, United did this out of out of Newark, I think. They basically just said, hey, we're going to wind down some of our stuff. We're going to consolidate some and all that. Because it's crazy. Like, they're still doing well despite oil prices being outrageous. And because there's such limited supply, yeah. right? So, they, you know, there's a lack of competition out there. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. You know, they're all winding down schedules and stuff like that. But then also trying to operate you know, kind of add new, new international schedules as well. Um, you know, with kind of adding some point to point service. So, you know, it, it's not good all the way across, like, like not Delta, good. Delta KLM air France lost Rachel Heck. In Stanford. Twice, wasn't it? Twice. 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 Yes. Twice. 
bad. Which, Rachel, I, I hate to say it. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. I think I think that's on you. And it's not, you know, it's not like Delta can blame Air France because like they, they have a joint venture. Like Air France, KLM, and Delta, like their transatlantic stuff is all shared equally between the three airlines. Uh B, you know, British Airways has been a disaster. Uh Bacon's clubs got got oh. uh misplaced. Uh, our guy Riggs, his his clubs were nowhere to be found. He was flying BA, like one world, massive, massive disgrace. I don't know if you saw this yesterday. American Airlines, they lost a 12-year-old child. I I clicked on that link when you shared it. Yeah. It's not good. Just really, really, really upsetting stuff. Uh, you know, they they pulled people off a plane who had just boarded it after they had a five-hour delay on the ground because <laughs> the crew timed out. Like, who could have oh, seen that coming? Infuriating. David Aldridge, the NBA writer, he had a rough go of it with American yesterday. I mean, all, all sorts of bad shit happening. Solly keeps uh, Solly keeps pimp stepping his oh, wonderful experiences on American. I just I, I think it's because nobody else is flying American, so they're like they have no choice but to upgrade him. And he's a gold, I think. And, I know. You know, it's like I'm not judging these these airlines based on whether they upgrade me. You know, it's uh, I, well, and he's he's gonna get burnt. He's it's playing just, with fire. It's Russian yeah. roulette, and his time's coming. And I I hate that for him. I, I really do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and just you know, just again, like the state of our the state of our airports is a disgrace. Like people that people that try to go through the the TSA pre-check line that aren't pre-check, like the fact that somebody has to to stand there and screen people before you even go in the TSA pre-check to make sure that these people are pre-check. People that don't replace their bins in oh, airports, the worst, the worst, worst of the worst. The I worst. mean, they're subhuman. Can, can I, can I, another thing that, that pisses me off is in the baggage claim area, oh, the yes. people who crowd right up to where the bags come out. It's like, folks, just stand back like 10 feet. And then when you see your bag approach the carousel, they're the same people that are, that are, that are the gate lice that are yes. essentially, yes. you know, hanging out oh, around the, the boarding area and they're group four or group five and they're trying to like pre-board it's like get the fuck out of here man go sit in your seat go get a cup of coffee or something and when they call your group walk up to the line like you don't have to like pre-queue exactly. uh, and it's and it's the same thing the, the people too that that get up and you know unless there's extenuating circumstances and somebody has a tight connection and they said that over the loudspeaker I, 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 I can't tell you how annoying it is when somebody gets up and tries to like walk two or three uh, the, rows ahead. The they they like, literally they should be put on the no fly list. I that's I, that's I agree. Not hyperbole. If if you act like that, I, you're 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 done. You're out. You can't be a part of society. Oh, we have of a social fire, fabric, I, TC. Like like things matter, right? Um, <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, I was on the way from God, where were they going? I think I was coming back from Boston, and this guy that I was sitting next to, like, he, he's just like losing his mind. Like the, the uh, flight attendant comes up and I'm in like the first, this was on Delta. I was on the first row in economy comfort or whatever. So like the first row behind first class. And um, I'm sitting next to this guy and he's got his, like his backpack in his lap or a suitcase in his lap. And the steward, you know, the uh, flight attendant comes up from the back of the plane and is like, sir, can you get that up there? And she's like, oh, you're the one that just like verbally berated my colleague, right? <laughs> and like w- was looking at me and I'm like, no, oh. I have nothing. Yeah. I was like, I have not, 
Oh, I have nothing to do with this. I, I do not know this man. Like I just got on the plane. Like, I don't know what happened before I got on or whatever. And the guy goes off on this fucking diatribe about how all the economy comfort dedicated bin space and take <laughs> because some of the, some of the other flight attendants who were like deadheading or, or, you know, going like, to, like riding on this plane to, you know, go to their next assignment had yeah. taken up all that bin space. So he's like losing his mind on them. They, they start drawing back and forth. The captain comes back and, you know, it was this, it was this young, young black guy, the captain, and he just fucking lays it down. He was like, <laughs> sir, like you're on, like you're on my plane. Like, <laughs> listen, are we going to have any problems? Like, do we need to, do we need to go out on the jet bridge and discuss this? Like, <laughs> you know, like, like I'm like, I, I'm responsible for your safety, but I'm also responsible for the safety of, of my crew and all that. Like it was, it was one of the more impressive, like he backed this guy down so hard. The guy didn't say another word the rest of the flight. It was, what, it was amazing. I remember you telling me the story. Didn't the captain have like a, a good nickname or something? Didn't he call himself something? Yeah. Oh God. I got to remember. Um, uh, captain T. <laughs> captain T. Yeah, yeah. Captain T. But yeah, this guy was so hostile. He, he kind of looked like Ricky's caddy, Joe, uh, Joe Scovern. Like he was like a, you know, young guy, like not like the, uh, the uh, passenger and i was just it's like coming back from the us open everybody's wearing like golf shit like you know everybody mm-hmm. been out like it was it was pretty everybody's in a good mood this is like a midday flight or whatever we had a little bit of a delay but you know no big deal and then all of a sudden like she just got turned up to like 11 it was, <laughs> it was so uncomfortable it's so uncomfortable i know when those situations just pop out of the blue it's like yeah. oh god i don't because it's like even when like you get shitty service from an airline or something like that like you know nine times out of ten like it's not that person's fault right like they're cleaning up somebody else's mess and like yeah and they're, and, and they're gonna they're gonna help you like they're they're gonna be much more inclined to help you if you're nice to them right versus like that was what i learned like working at working at a hotel it was like yo like if you're nice to me like i'll help you fix any problem like i'm still gonna help you fix it either way but i'm gonna try a little bit harder if you're if you're not just like a blatant dickhead yeah yeah so amen to that uh anyway airline airline adjacent i forget you you flew in and out of grand rapids i thought the grand rapids airport was was great i i I, no, never... I actually, well, I've been, I've, I've flown in and out of that Gerald Ford airport. It's great. Great airport. Uh, I actually flew into Milwaukee and took the, oh, took that's the right. Ferry you across and then, the we ferry. Flew, and then we flew out of Detroit, which okay. nothing but good things to say about the Detroit, uh, oh, Detroit clubs. Detroit's yeah. awesome. Detroit's it's the great. best. It's the best. Yeah. So, uh, Randy tour de France update. I, I'm getting cocked. TC. I'm getting cocked and people are in my mentions. They, they don't, they're getting cocked too. We we all hate it. We we hate not having the replays in the evening on channels or at least streaming options that that we can view. It sucks. You're saying you're saying, Mister Bavakwa, tear down this wall, tear yes. down this this cock. Yes, because if I don't watch it live in the morning, which you know, listen, not not always going to happen. I, I'm out. TC, I, I've been totally out on the Tour de France so far, and I hate big, that. Big, I have good news for you. Good news for you. Okay. They went today. Um, Pogacha is still, still leading. Uh, Ineos still leading for, from the team perspective. They had a hilly one today. We've got the Col du Grenon Serge Chevalier tomorrow. Big mountain mm-hmm. stage. Of course. And you know what we got Thursday morning? What do we have Thursday morning? A, a the, time trial? The Alpe de Huez. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, we, we have got that on at the same time as the British Open. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. I'll, I'll 
make sure I get myself up early, watch some golf, but I'll, I'll definitely be flipping back and forth. All the weird, awesome, funny shit happens when they start climbing the mountains and exactly. you get the spectators involved. It's wonderful. So, yeah, so they're balls deep in the Alps right now. And then there's some, you know, there's some hilly, flat, you know, just kind of whatever stuff uh, from kind of the 15th through the 19th. And then, and then they get down to the Pyrenees as well, which it gets really weird in the Pyrenees. Is there, an, is there a young American rider kind of making a name for himself? Uh, there has been the last couple of years. I know he won a stage, I think last year. Uh, there's a guy, Q Simmons, who's uh stage ranking. He did well today, but let me see. Uh, yeah. I, I think Nielsen Paulus. Paulus. Yeah. yeah. I've, yeah, I've he's seen team, his name. He's on team team easy post. Uh, okay. looks like he's a minute and 55 back just in front of, uh, my guy, Nairo Quintana and oh. Primoz Roglic. Nairo so. is such a, God, he's a menace. Oh, he's like, it, it's like a mosquito just like climbing up, a, <laughs> you know, climbing up in elevation. Like he's so light and live. So, uh, Bobby, there's some, yeah. there are always some French bomb threats too. I'm not, God, I, I have to look up their names, but there are, there are days involved. There's yeah. Some, yeah. Um, but, but like, but those guys typically do well in hills and like the flat stages, like those guys and the Belgians. Um, there's a guy, Bobby jungles or Bobby jungles. That's uh that's always a menace as well. I think he's Dutch Bob, Bob jungles. Okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, good stuff. Get involved. Okay. All right. You have my word this weekend. We're, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna do it. Um, any, uh, any reaction to Wimbledon? You know, I think it went the way I thought it did. I honestly like the, after the Sitsipas curious match, it was, it was kind of that, like that was the climax of, of Wimbledon for me. Um, real disappointed Rafa couldn't have a go in the semis. I, I think just for, for tennis in general, um, seeing he and Kyrgios go at it would have been great theater. Um, my guy, Taylor Fritz, I think has to wear it a little bit for, for losing to Rafa, who essentially like couldn't serve, had, had a, a Don, Don, oh God, I can't say it, abdominal tear. Like he was second serving the whole match. Um, not good for which is Which is, uh, that's a stain on Fritz. That's a stain that, on American tennis. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, it's like, like, you know, Everybody wants to pat Fritz on the head. Like, no, Nadal just, just beat you with, with like, 30% strength. Exactly. Exactly. It just, it, it really highlights like how far away he, he truly is. Um, yeah. Djokovic is just so damn good. Oh, so like the power that he puts on those ground strokes and the depth that he, yeah you know, pushes it back. And then some of those little drop shots, although I will say like some of those curios, those little slicing volleys that he hits are like, he's, he's so quick. And then, but it's just crazy when like it's like Djokovic is he's in total control. There was there was maybe one moment in that match when he wasn't when, but then you know then like he comes back from Love Thirty a couple times, yeah. you know, and it's just like holy shit! Like this guy, it's almost like he's playing rope a dope a little bit where he's just yeah he's like he's deciding when to truly turn it on. Um, it's such a shame that he's not going to be in the U.S. Open. Well. I, I, yeah, his vaccination status is going to keep him from entering the country in all likelihood. I, I don't really see that changing between now and uh, 
mid next month. And it stinks too because he, you know, he's not going to be able to play in the the Cincy the the Cincy event, which is like the the big lead up. Yeah, and then he uh, and then he can't play in the Australian Open either. So it's like so likely until French Open next year. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Crazy. I know. Um, so we'll see, Rafa. I, the the news I've heard is it's it's pretty positive. He should be able to play, uh, barring big setback. He, he should be good for the U.S. Open, uh, and, and hopefully the the Cincinnati tune-up as well. And then, yeah, I mean, Kyrgios. I'll be really interested to see where Kyrgios goes from here because he seems to be playing really well. Uh, he seems to have some momentum. Like, can he ride this? Yeah. Is he gonna? Can he be consistent? You know, self-destruct. Yeah, he's just yeah. such a freaking nut job. Um, it's just amazing to me. Like, it's it's like nobody I've ever seen before. Where he just he needs all the circus stuff and he needs all the the nonsense. To he, he just has going. to create problems yeah. if there if there are none. I know. I'm I'm with you. It's just it's he's such a fascinating person. Um, I love the uh, Renault Renault Lichtenstein was the the chair umpire for the final. <laughs> He got announced. He had you know announced afterwards. I was like Renault Lichtenstein. What a fucking name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I, I want to. I always get a kick out of the the ball girls and boys, and, and just like Wimbledon especially. Like they're so prim and proper, and they're moving around with like utmost efficiency, and they they just give such great effort. I, I always laugh when I watch like really serious, intense uh, ball girls and boys. So I was I was a little bit bummed that that Kyrgios didn't didn't create some sort of scene with the royal family. Yeah, <laughs> would have well, been yeah. the ultimate. Yeah, uh, what's the little kid's name? Prince George is is he the son of? Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, everybody was joking. He his vocabulary grew uh, <laughs> after sitting you know near the front row for that the drunk the drunk lady. Uh, she's had like seven hundred beers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Wimbledon's awesome. I, I want to go over there. I like, I say it after every tennis grand slam, but it's, you know, it's not, doesn't necessarily, doesn't have to be necessarily an immediate goal for me, but I would love to like go to all four through the next like 20 years. I, I think they're just the really fun sporting environments. You know what big, we should do that. I, you know, obviously I've got my, my boot camp that I'm going to run for everybody next year. The, uh, you know, the, the Lynx golf boot camp before the yeah. British, but we could, we could tie this onto that as well on the front end. Yeah. Maybe we, I, I think the way to do Wimbledon might be, I, I, I think the sneaky best, best matches to see are like the quarterfinals. Dude, like third or round, even the round of 16. Round. Yeah. 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 I agree. Where, where you can see a ton of matches. I want to go to a doubles match. That shit's yeah. crazy. I don't know um, if you happen to catch, I should have asked you this last week, but there was a mixed doubles match between Venus Williams and her partner. I don't even remember the names of the other partners, but they got into a uh, deciding third set. It was like the most intense, best tennis. Yeah. I, I think I saw a tournament like Venus was so into it. It was awesome. And it's like, God, there's so much more footwork and their strategy. And just, it's like yeah. chaos. It's awesome. Yeah. Couple. Before you hit the NBA, can I interject and thank yeah. our last sponsor, TC? Please. Uh, DraftKings. Major golf meets major winnings. DraftKings Sportsbook is your place for action during golf's final major in Scotland. New customers can bet just $5 and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. So this is, you know, winner plays, matchups, tourney three balls, 
tons of different props there. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the course for cash with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Golf Contest. It's easy to play. Just pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, and lock your lineup before the pros hit the first hole. Everyone can play for over $10 million in prizes. So don't miss the thrills of golf's final major. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers use code NLU at sign up. Bet just $5 on the tournament and get $100 in free bets, win or lose. That's code NLU, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Thank DraftKings for being a sponsor of the Trap Draw as well. Uh, I'm in on the on the daily fantasy golf stuff. For I know, the you and Solly is too. It. It's yeah. fun. Have you made it. a lineup yet this week? No, not yet, but I got a few... I got a few ideas percolating with the weather. There's not supposed to be any like extreme imbalance between the waves. Is there? It's not crazy. I'm looking at my app right now. Yeah. It it doesn't look like Saturday could get a little weird, but overall it looks like it's pretty consistent. You know, granted, like we're just entering that 48 hour window here for the, for the, for for the Euro model to really take over. But you know, according to the GFS uh, Thursday, Maybe a t- like tiny bit of moisture at the end of the day, but we've got kind of steady winds all the way through. And then Friday, same kind of thing. Nothing, nothing crazy, pretty calm all day. Maybe a little wind shift in the afternoon. Uh, okay. and, and then Saturday looks a lot tamer than what we thought too. So these guys might get crowned by the weather a little bit. I know, which again, Morikawa, I feel like people aren't talking about the defending champ. If it's going to be it's true. Dome golf. Uh, and how about the, our friend, the pro, Max Homa, getting getting paired with the cat at the old course. That is legitimately a thrill of a lifetime. So cool for crazy. him. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, all right, NBA. I just, you know, Neil was unhappy that, that you were hard <laughs> on Bradley Beal and not on the Wizards. I don't think, you know, I think what? Beal's had a chance to get out of there a bunch of times. And like, yeah, that's what I can't figure out is why he like he's got wants like to Stockholm stick around syndrome or something. Exactly. Yeah. He thinks we were too hard on AD. Like, no, I don't think yeah. we were hard enough. He's like, he's hurt. He's hurt. He's hurt. No, no. AD. He's he, like maybe a fluffer and certainly yeah. the forgotten man. And, and health is a skill. That's right. You know? It's the most important ability. And then, he, and then he wanted us to give the Clippers more burn, which we will as we get closer to, closer to the season. So you know, that's he, a good he, observation from young Neil. I, I think the Clippers are kind of the under the radar Western John, Conference favorite. He thinks John Wall is going to be a complete game changer. You know, John, I, I don't think you can count on John Wall for anything at this point, but certainly if Kawhi is healthy, Paul George is, I, I don't love Paul George, but, you know, maybe next to Kawhi, they, they do have a very interesting roster. Um, yeah. The West, um, the West is going to be continue to be stocked. I saw the, the Magic. They pulled Paolo Banchero after one or two games. They're like, we don't need to see any more out of you. And some really carrying <laughs> yeah. it up. I think that's smart. You don't want, you yeah. know, I just yeah. saw, uh, I don't know how serious it is, but I saw EJ Liddell, the Ohio State guy, injured his knee. Yeah, it's just mm. like, why, why do you risk, you know, yeah. your best players in the summer league? Big, did you see this, this, this headline? I think it broke yesterday about the Indian villagers scamming the Russian gamblers. Uh, no, I've been trying to scan it real quickly, but can you, can you kind of give me the, I, what's I going on here? It sounds like they set up like this weird, you know, pseudo Premier League, like, <laughs> was it cricket? And they, yeah, cricket league. 
So the headline is gang caught running fake Indian cricket league to dupe Russian gamblers. And then they basically set up a market around it and, you know, and then all these Russian gamblers started betting on it. And then they started obviously fixing the outcome and everything. Uh, there's, there's a lot of crazy shit coming out of India. There was another headline about some fake, you know, some fake killings there to collect insurance money the other day. Well, you know, all sorts of strange. What's well, going on in India, Randy? Well, hold on. This is this is like these. This gang was really was was all in. Um, it, it was the so-called Indian Premier Cricket League. The the gang installed a cricket pitch complete with. I'm reading from the article here. It's uh, the uh, an article in the Guardian. They installed a cricket pitch complete with boundary lines and halogen lamps. Besides this, the accused had set up high-resolution cameras on the ground and used computer-generated graphics to display scores on a live streaming screen. They it, they allegedly it's hired like Truman Show. Yeah, exactly. They they allegedly hired laborers and unemployed young people, paying them four dollars and twenty pounds a game, and broadcast the matches live on a YouTube channel called IPL. <laughs> like these were just completely fake games that they put together. We should try to do that for like a tourist sauce or, or a, or a wild world of golf of like, you know, basically rig it, but, but, you know, set up Russian markets for it. Exactly. All, all to build gambling markets around. How'd they get caught? Does it say like that was, what was um, clear. Yeah. They, they, they're kind of vague on that. They said um, the so-called Indian premier cricket league had reached the quarterfinal stage before the racket was busted by police in India. Um, <laughs> I, they don't really say how they came about. Like, I mean, maybe the police were watching and were like, "Wait, wait! Like, we've never, we've never heard of this Indian Premier Cricket League before." Yeah, yeah, crazy. Good uh, for them. That's creative. Yeah, I, I like yeah. it. Yeah, you know, so, like, like sometimes crime is cool. <laughs> uh, the uh, I saw the news. Condi Rice, your girl. Oh my God, TC joining massive the, uh, joining the, the Broncos ownership group. Huge, huge. I don't know if this disqualifies her from being the GM in, or, in the future. Or the head coach. Or the head coach. Uh, I don't know what this means about sitting on the college football playoff committee. Um, but yeah, God, it's always great when Condi gets involved. Love What's, it. I, uh, I, I hope she comes to Denver. would love to show her around. She's from Denver originally, right? Oh, I didn't realize that. And I think she went to... I think she went to... Uh, was it Denver University or University of Denver? Uh, I think she's you. Yeah, I think, I think she's a, a alum. Which, by the way, what's the scuttlebutt out there with uh, you know CU Boulder? Are they gonna are they gonna stick in the Pac-12 or is the Pac-12 gonna merge with the the Big 12? Like, uh, what's going on? TC, these are great questions. Uh, I think first and foremost, Larry Scott, the Pac-12 commissioner. Uh, I think we might need to jail him. I think after Zuck and and Cheryl. Larry Scott's firmly in, in my crosshairs for just stealing money from the Pac-12 to, to do a horrible job. Um, I have no idea. I'm getting more out on, on college athletics. Thank you. Thank the realignment you. is such a big part of it. Like, why do people love college sports? It, it's for local, regional rivalries. Yes. It, it's to talk shit to fan bases in your area. Like, it's not for... Rutgers like, to play UCLA in a Big Ten <laughs> conference game, like it's it's so stupid. Like USC and Nebraska squaring off, you know, right. Wisconsin playing Maryland. Get the fuck out of here! Like truly, truly, 
that's where I think the SEC like still does have the juice, right? Because they've got all this stuff still regional and all that. But yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see what happens with Notre Dame. You know, if I'm the Big Ten, I'm like, all right, let's sign up like Miami and Notre Dame and call it a day. Because like, but like Oregon's got Phil Knight's got to be so pissed, right? Yeah. So it seems like Oregon and Washington and Stanford and Cal are probably the the Pac-12 schools that are the next to figure out, and then that leaves. And then, you like, know, do, do the Arizona schools and Colorado, like, yeah, where are they going to go? Or the Big Big Twelve, and then, like, you know, like those guys, like the right. Big Twelve already hates Colorado because they left once before. You know, it's, exactly. I, it's such it's a mess. On better news, I saw your Reds won on a, a walk off balk the other night. Exciting, exciting <laughs> stuff. Yeah, uh, the old walk off, the walk off, spectacular. The walk off balk against the the Tampa Bay Rays. I I think the thing that I enjoyed the most was. Obviously, everybody comes running out of the dugout on any walk-off, but they didn't know who to celebrate with. Because it was like, do they celebrate with the guy scoring? Do they celebrate with the batter? Do they, like, it was like, I, who do we, like, mob? So there was some confusion there. Yeah, it's fun. The Reds, lots of interesting results. You know, of course, they lost the game throwing the no-hitter. They've won on a walk-off balk. You, you just never know. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. They go to Yankee Stadium. Uh, starting tonight for three Los, games. Los Yankees. Pusha's Yankees. Pusha's Yankees. I know. I'm surprised he hasn't been talking shit to me yet. But yeah, I, I guess the big baseball stuff coming up, the the amateur draft is 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 coming. Actually, you know who's likely to be the number one pick? It's going to make us feel old. Andrew Jones's son. Really? Yeah. Is is in all likelihood going to be the number one pick in the uh, in the Major League Baseball draft? Golly. That, that makes me feel exceedingly old. Yeah, I know. Is he an outfielder? Is, uh, is he like a toolsy, like a five-tool outfielder? Yeah, he's just like a supreme athlete, I think. I don't know if he projects as like a middle infielder or a center fielder, but yeah, he's, uh-huh. he's a position player. Um, and then the trade deadline is August 2nd this year. I think they pushed it back a couple of days because the season started a little later. So I that's did, always... I saw something... Uh, uh, what the All Star Games at Dodger Stadium this year, and all, Correct. And, and all the concessions workers might go on strike, which would be sick. I'm rooting for it. <laughs> Them and the uh, the train operators in Scotland. Come on, labor. This is your chance. You got leverage. Uh, last thing I add on the sports front. Uh, do you want to dunk on Pittsburgh a little bit for them changing the name of Heinz Field? Uh, yeah. What is it? Acarus? I I don't. I, admittedly, I don't know the company. Um, yeah, and I mean, I mean, even like Big Ben, Acrisure, 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 huh? Um, not, not, not good. Heinz, I, you know, as far as corporate sponsors go, Heinz was a fun one. Obvious tie into Pittsburgh, uh, fun nickname, the ketchup bottle, all that good stuff. Yeah, I guess a, a new era though beginning. Small hands, Kenny Pickett. It's, yeah. it's the new sheriff in town. Little ass hands. <laughs> uh, and then moving over to news, you see stamps went up two cents. No, that's going to. Um, so it's I, like six, it's like six and a half percent. God, we're going to feel that on our budget. So I, I buy a lot of um, pre-stamped envelopes when I'm, when I'm sending checks and whatnot in the mail. So mm. I have, have a big, to net those up, right? I know. Well, I have a big stockpile now. So Next time I buy it, I now I'll know why the costs have gone up. Thank I never you. knew pre-stamped envelopes for a thing. I, you know, it just saves me one step. Don't have to, don't have to mess with the stamp. What's your, uh, you know, when shipping something, 
uh, what's your, your like non, non envelope, like, like, let's say you have to, you know, ship a, a document or, 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 or like a, a hat or something like that. Yeah. To your, you know, your family, do you go UPS? Do you, do you go USPS? Do you go FedEx? I, I do go UPS actually. Um, I'm a UPS guy myself. And that started our guy, AJ down in Jack's beach, yeah. ran a great shop. And then, um, there's one here that's like closest to me and I found they have great, great customer service. You know, sometimes I, I have to fax stuff from time to time and usually they'll just waive the charge. And I really oh. appreciate that. That keeps me coming back. And that's even cooler because they're independently owned and operated mm-hmm. those, those stores, you know? So shout out to those guys. I don't know why I was thinking about this, but, uh, what, what's your favorite cereal? Randy? Oh, TC. I'm a massive, uh, is it Kashi? Yeah, Kashi. So they make uh, they make like a shredded wheat. Okay. Any any variation, any flavor of the shredded wheat. Love the texture of the shredded wheat. And then they also make like a blueberry clustered cereal. Uh, I have both sitting right on top of my refrigerator right now. You know what? You know what's crazy? I'm a massive cereal at night guy. I, I don't really eat it in the morning, but it's my Big. favorite snack before bedtime. Me too. I, I I'm a big Rice Krispies guy. Love Rice that's Krispies. A, that's a good one. Uh, if I really treat myself, I'll go like cinnamon toast crunch or whatever, you know, the, the healthy cinnamon toast crunch and Captain is. crunch kind of tear my, like they like tear my mouth up. Oh, the, yeah. You know? They are kind of coarse and you know what shredded wheat can do that too. But I, I just love, I don't I know. I like raisin bran. I like frosted flakes. I like, I like the classics, you know, yeah. I'll uh, put honey, on like a yeah. honey nut Cheerio from time to time. O's. I love O's. O's oh, are yeah. bomb. So, uh, this is kind of on the sporting side of things. <laughs> this is like, this is my favorite story of the week. Somebody sent this over via DM, uh, <laughs> on Twitter. There was an Iowa racehorse that, uh, that tested positive for meth. Yeah. And this guy, this guy sent it over with like, Hey, like, is, I don't know, is Iowa Baffert's testing ground? Like, is he trying out some new stuff there? It's, uh, yeah. A, a, a horse at Prairie Meadows tests positive for meth. What, like, what is that? Just kind of like, speed just just i would to... think it'd be like some sort of amphetamine yeah 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 just like locking yeah. the horse in but i, I like I, I i guess on a serious note i did see the um uh, the you know all the racing you know there's like a new racing federation or new racing association that's going to like tie together all the different regulations and rules and, you know for all the different states i guess oh. um you know and kind of kind of you know try to get the bafferts out of things so yeah. uh some sad news our guy shinzo abe assassinated yeah that was that was that was crazy and it and it caused me to like read up on why he was such an important politician yeah. in in japan and it super interesting guy for sure and i saw his ruling or his his party just gained a bunch of seats in the election i guess this week uh, you know, all he wanted was, was just for people to have sex, just be happy have more babies, you know, let's get, the, let's get the population up. I know. I thought the weirdest thing was, it seemed like the assassination wasn't overtly political. It was more like some type of religious group that he had yeah. been loosely. For, I, I don't know. It was very strange, which, you know, not a shocker there, but, um, too bad, I guess. And then shit, shit's popping off in Sri Lanka. We're monitoring that. Oh, my that. God. Yeah, for sure. We might have to bring um, Cody in at some point in the future to, yeah. to break that down. I'm also monitoring. There's a Norwegian blockade of the Svalbard you know, islands or port up in kind of the, the, the Arctic there. 
all sorts mm-hmm. of Russian mining there. They've kind of been in a detente for the last few decades. I guess the Norwegians are starting to turn up the heat up there. I mean, dude, the Arctic's going to get crazy. Like along with space, all sorts of crazy shit happening in space, which no doubt. We'll, we'll talk about the Webb telescope, which is going to be huge. Um, but, you know, overall, like the Arctic's going to be, a, it's going to be a sweepstakes with, you know, Russia trying to assert influence and, yeah, you know, yeah. all sorts of bad shit. Um, shit happening in the Amazon. Have you tracked that at all? Those, those people that were like trying to catch poachers down there? TC, I have not at all. Oh, I got to share that. There was a big article in New York Times about it a few days ago. I've, I'll share that with you. It's okay. It's crazy. This whole murder, you know, you know, just all sorts of shady shit happening on Amazon. Argentine currency is falling off a cliff right now. I know. I know. I feel like we're back in like 2008 with them. It's bad. It's bad. I know. Uh, yeah. Like I said, this new web telescope, huge, huge deal. Like it, it makes the Hubble look like small time. Some of the images shit. coming out are, are really cool. Yeah. I, so uh, I, I'm going to try to get Astro dupes or, uh, or, you know, astrophysicist friend uh, on the, uh, on the pod to, to uh, discuss. We've got some moving going on here in my house as well. <laughs> and then uh, uh, really three other things I had, the dusty tongue of the Sahara is bucking its head. Kind of those- I did see that. Yeah, the, those 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 winds that come out of the desert. And I think it's safe to say when the when the dusty tongue starts bucking its head, you can go ahead and cancel Christmas. It makes it hazy here on the East Coast, and uh, that's how hurricanes start too. So, uh, not good. And then uh, Ray J changing his name to Tron. I know sure. what. What do you think about that? He says it's time to evolve. Uh, you know, maybe I need to officially change my name to TC. We might have an early leader for 2023 might be the year of evolution maybe yeah yeah shout out to darwin right huh yeah uh and then last thing i've been tracking just there's some massive issues going on up in canada with rogers mm-hmm. communications uh some people tend to think it's it was a it was a big hack uh you know they got they got hacked some people think it's just they're not keeping up with you know the the back-end infrastructure but basically the People couldn't dial 911. Like all the phone system went down up there, like the cellular networks, credit card processing and debit processing runs off of this thing. Ticketing systems, like the weekend had to cancel a concert because he, because the ticketing systems weren't working. It's not good. That's not good at all. Uh, it's kind of a monopoly up there with Rogers. So, yeah. You know. Well, let me, let me just throw um, ERCOT down in Texas into that. I, I know they're really worried about. The, the electrical grid in Texas right now because of the extreme heat. So I, I think we throw them into that bucket as well. Yeah. Like what's going on guys. We got to get our shit together. I do want to give a congratulations. I saw natural gas is up like another 9% yesterday. So I mean, bon- congrats to Bunky. Oh he's my just, God. I can't wait. Let's get the, let's get the llama back out. Let's, let's have another birthday party. Bunky mariachi band. All yeah. of it. Let's do it. I've been so. wearing my Monterey productions hat very proudly around the neighborhood i only wear it like i wore it yesterday because i had a really big monday planned out i only wear it when i'm in business like i'm (laughs) i'm gonna produce today so uh well tc this is god i feel i feel caught up i feel you know we've we've corrected some wrongs from the previous episode i can't anticipate that we'll need to correct any wrongs from today but we can certainly address that in the future um as need be well like you said i i don't exactly know what 
the show will be next week, but we're working ahead. We got some good stuff in the pipeline. I know we, you guys will talk about the bear at some point. I'm hoping to talk baseball with my guy, Chris Welsh, who's a, uh, a broadcaster at <laughs> the some creeper, point. the creeper. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be all across the map the next couple of weeks. And then once we get back and after tourist sauce, we'll, we'll get back on a more normal cadence, I guess. But yeah, I, I think we'll just leave it to people. You know, who knows what you're going to get in these next couple of weeks. Exactly. Maybe even some grocery store talk too, you know, maybe, maybe, so. maybe. All right. Well, TC, good luck with the move. We'll, we'll, we'll be keenly watching the tour this weekend as they're in the mountains and uh, yeah, well, obviously the, the British open as well. So uh, PGA tours in the mountains too. The PGA tour. They're on, they're exactly. on Reno. That's oh. right. That's right. So. All right. Well, until next time, TC. Adios.